0: Welcome to the podcast, Troubled Men. My name is Ben Cole. I'm a long-term member of the charitable organization, A Band of Brothers. And we recognize that there is trouble with young men and older men. It's a difficult gender to belong to. More men are put in prison. More men commit suicide. And these days in this modern times, men are struggling and this podcast is aimed to help young men and older men come together and form communities and understand what can be done to support each other and mentor each other into the men that we really want to be. So I'm just going to play you a little bit of a track from one giant Leap called Troubled. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be the director of photography on this wonderful project to some of the older mentors and some of the young men who have been through a band of brothers and understand and be informed about this amazing organisation. I was definitely lost,
1: complete lost boy. And um, some of my friends still are. I was an absolute self-destructive, self-loathing mess running around, not thinking about any of the consequences of my actions, and suffering. I honestly believed that I was built to suffer, and that might have been my purpose in life.
2: I love you my brother, you had a rough time like a soul, having noticed Stevie getting bitter, whilst he builds his tiny wall.
3: So what we what we know is that in our communities there are a group of young men who have led lives that up until now have not been successful.
4: I don't know why there's so many fuck-ups about, but we're about <laughs>
5: I was in play school. You know, putting out poisoning kids' sandwiches. You know. And um and setting my mum's house on fire when I was about seven or eight. Put my little brother
6: right next to the fire, going to bed. My well, life before Banders Brothers, it was a um, mess. Like going out on the street, selling drugs, getting going out with bad friends. I was up in court, obviously before Banders Brothers, and I was facing, I think it
7: was five years in jail, so I was up for ABH with intent.
8: I don't know, I just went down the wrong path. I got involved with gangs and people with knives and guns and
9: I wasn't centred, I didn't know where I was what I was doing. I was just taking every day as it comes.
10: Fear's probably a good one for me. Fear of what am I doing? Like what's the point really of going day by day and watching the world burn? So I was drinking a lot at one point, like, partying and just drinking every day and and drinks, so it's all free, so you drink more. And then one day I thought, shit, I'm turning into my dad. I
11: didn't really know my father, so I didn't know how to be a man.
12: I guess before the Brothers, I'd never really had uh, a vision on what a man is meant to be like, or I'd never thought or tried to act. I've just always been clouded.
13: Yeah, it was really strange to think that my family home before going into care was a squat, just a place for like-minded used to just get pilled up and just waste away. Me and my family is difficult because
5: I, I'm, I'm pretty much the black sheep in the family.
14: Um, <laughs> my dad was abusive, um, he kicked me out when I was 14 and yeah, no, it was just an abusive relationship
15: with him sexual, physical, mental, everything. After my father abandoned me, I was just alone um, with my mother, taking care of her, of her disabilities, trying to deal with my own. And just for about seven or eight years after I left college was just isolation, alone in my room, sitting there, going through things that I didn't know how to cope with, going through depression, going through serious bouts where I just, I wanted to die
5: having these flashbacks of all the negative stuff he used to say to me, you know, like one prominent thing that used to stick out in my mind is, um, he said, because uh, I don't think you'll, make it, you'll ever make it to 18, he goes, if you do, I'll kill you myself.
13: So I saw a fucking monster who was going to destroy everything, and on hindsight, I see just the fucking child in my dad trapped, and his, his dad didn't give him that nurture that that love he needed.
8: My dad, I couldn't really talk to him about problems that I had because he was an alcoholic and stuff. He didn't really sort of like... He wasn't sort of the guy that I wanted to talk to about my life and what was going on. Going to anger
6: management classes, they just make me more angry. It was difficult to talk to someone I don't know, someone I've never met in my life before, to tell them about my life story or about my personal stuff.
4: You're provoked by the fact that they're telling you something about yourself that's not true. So it's just, with therapies like that, you just revolt. You just push back and push back and push back and go, nah mate, you ain't got a fucking clue what you're going on about. You know,
5: I don't think anyone ever actually sat me down and asked why I was angry. The, um, the doctor's solutions throughout my childhood was medication.
11: Yeah, I was just an addict really, smoking too much and, you know, I was worried about when my next spliff would be.
10: I was blinded by alcohol, drugs, loyalty, naivety. I was always
5: taught that emotions are a sign of weakness and I just had it in my head constantly don't, don't be weak.
11: All the friends I had, they just didn't feel like they knew me, even though I explained everything and they just kept on saying, well, just be a man, just get on with it. And it's just like, what does that mean? I've never been around blokes who have been open or honest. I've always been around the
10: ones that say, fix up, there you know, ain't no problems. If you've got problems, we either go box them and deal with them. or..." or we go drink and party and
13: sort something out. They could refer to it as the dumping ground, which obviously doesn't set a great tone for foster care, foster homes. and
16: I, need, I needed help, I needed to vocalise how I felt, and not keep it bottled away and backed up and you know tucked away at the back of my mind, like I have been doing for the past, God knows however long since I was 17, since mum's death.
7: I, mean, I felt lost for quite a long time, a hell of a long time. Especially when my little boy got took, that was that. It was like my world had ended. Do you know what I
17: mean? Because obviously, <laughs> well
5: I was quite happy to spend a few years inside, get out, have a fight, rob someone, and go back for a few more years. That was my life. That was what I was happy doing. Yeah, I just wasn't myself. I wasn't a happy human being.
10: Trying to settle back into life and society outside of prison, being told. Uh, the lies inside that, everybody wants to give young offenders a second chance and stuff. And then get into the job centre out here and going, nobody wants you, you've just come out of prison. You're basically lower the low. And I want to change because I want to have a better
14: future. I'm sick and tired of being in the same place that I am over and over and over again.
4: I don't want to be sofa surfing, to and throwing. I don't want to be selling drugs for a living. I don't, I don't want to be getting nicked every week. I just. I went to nine till five and chill. Um, the songs, basically, I
14: wrote it about my mum, because my mum passed away when I was nine. It was basically about the fact that I felt guilty for it. And I, I realised that I was actually angry at her for dying. You don't shine quite so bright A diamond lost in the sands of time we don't know why you've gone So please come home before the dawn There were quite a few times I wanted to take my own life. Um,
2: I think the count is 28 times, 28 attempts. What
3: we are doing and why we feel we need to exist is to address the gap in how can we enable these young men, regardless of what's happened so far in their lives, to turn it around and to feel like they are a contributing part of a society
13: that welcomes and includes them. And all we were were just like, just a bunch of just broken down kids. The only thing I had to get by Love, tried to move away, but I was trapped by love, and You were the
18: only
13: thing I had to get by.
3: So a Band of Brothers comes from the St Crispin's Day speech in Shakespeare's Henry V. And essentially it's a call to arms, it's a rallying cry of no matter how hopeless the situation is, it is important that we bring the best that we can bring today. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers, for he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. So Band of Brothers started in Brighton in 2009 and it's the ultimate in a grassroots community-led organisation.
19: There were a group of men in my loft and we decided that it was time to have a mission beyond serving ourselves and each other's mission so we started looking out and we had the idea to work with young men, local young men, lost, uh, involved in crime, homelessness and work with them in such a way that they might have some kind of stability and connection with older men so they might find a little bit of direction in their lives, find themselves, really. And so
3: we set off on a journey, and we committed to making it happen.
10: So I was one of the first men of First Ever Quest. I went to prison and contacted me after I got out, so I was like, yeah, OK, why not? And that's when he introduced me to a man from the Man of Brothers, and they said what their plans were and what they want to do, and I was just like, Okay, well, let's see if you can help me. If not, then I'll take my life. We're offering them a call to adventure. And what we do
3: with them is we acknowledge what we believe are society's failures in not having been able to find a place for them in society thus far. And we call them to adventure by saying that we acknowledge that. And if you want your life to be different, only you are going to make that happen. So, are you in?
11: I remember the first thing I said to them, what have you been through and what's your struggles? And they just gave me the list. And I was like, with open arms, uh, okay, let's do this thing.
1: It's seeing these people who want to help you, but for once they'll open up to you. And there's the two-way dance there that you never get in any other environment.
11: I knew it was authentic, I knew it was the truth. And to be quite fair, you can see it in their eyes that they were telling the truth as well, and that it wasn't just a clipboard and what they learned through college.
10: It was just that sort of weird energy that was there of, no, we, we, we care and we wanna try and help if we can. So I spilled my guts and told the truth, like, no, now and said everything.
9: And then, yeah. Band of Brothers was there, and they said, yeah, if you want to help in whatever, re, te, te, come and see us. So I was like, oh, fuck this. But I was like, fuck it, I'll give it a go. I'll check it out, see what it's about. I checked it out, and then, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Positive stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll stick with it.
13: It was something that maybe... I I, I viewed I didn't know much about it, but I viewed it as something that i would probably been through, like a personal development course, like you you get that through social services and stuff like that.
14: I've been to drug meetings, counselling and everything like that, but I always had in my head that it wasn't going to work. And I always was like, ah, this isn't going to work, so it's not going to work, and it didn't work.
15: Because I was looking for something that could save me, because I didn't want to be alone. But I pushed everyone away, because otherwise I would be. So it was through other organisations and through my mentor that I found Band of Brothers. And I'd humour
13: it, brush it off, try and talk about something else. You know, smoke a joint, have a good time. And you'd keep on bringing it up and poking me about it.
16: I didn't know myself, subconsciously, something inside of me knew that I needed this. I desperately needed this.
1: I was supposed to go on the quest, and I didn't go. Uh fobbed it off. A lot of people do that. Just shit themselves and get wasted instead. And um that's pretty much what happened. And uh I got a phone call like, Oh right, you're not gonna make it, that's okay, that's cool. Just have a just have a look at the website or something like that. And I had a look at the website and stole half the words. And made this song. <laughs> well let's go
2: hunting my brother for a better way to see No trouble with the long arms, while they chasing you and me. Why are they chasing you and me? Why are they chasing you and me? Why, are they, chasing and me? Why are they chasing? Why are they chasing?
1: Okay, well, I remember being not so stable. I mean, feeling worse for wear in the car on my journey there from not sleeping right for a few days and um, just a lot of heavy thoughts playing on my mind. And I'm sat in this car with this bloke who seems really good and I know he's here to help me but I'm used to not trusting these people at all.
15: When I was sitting in the holding area, waiting to go in, I was very anxious, uh, very itching to go really. I just wanted to know what was next. Just hungry, just waiting to to go and see what was next. The walk down to the threshold I was feeling kind of tense, feeling very tense in my body and maybe a dull sense of anxiety. There wasn't too much, I was very open about it, very just clearing my mind and just going with what was going on and, and accepting what was going on. And uh, the other walk down, I saw the threshold out in, the, in the distance. Can you have two choices? You can take this or you can take that.
20: It's up to you. I've been waiting for this choice to decide what I want. And if I go this way, they tell me that there's something down there. I'm going.
6: I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go and see what it's like. So I did and I stepped into the unknown and it was, it was good, it was, it was crazy, it was nuts. If I didn't,
11: I would have been cheating myself out of it. I would The weekend would have been a, for no reason. And um, I just, yeah, I was just sick of my life before that weekend.
3: They attend the rites of passage weekend. And that is the hardest-hitting, most intense experience that these young men have often had ever in their lives. The 10 of them find themselves surrounded by 30 men who are there from their community as volunteers. 30 men. And they use that, that weekend to really look at the narrative of their lives, the story they tell themselves about who they are and what's possible. We do some emotional catharsis work, uh, enabling them to look at difficult emotions, difficult situations that they've found themselves in their life. There was a rock we had to throw
7: in anger on the floor. Yeah, that that brought out quite a lot on me. I had to go and sit on my own for a couple of hours, and like
1: just reevaluate everything. You, you know what I mean? when we come through, we think we're the most scariest one there. Like if we lose the plot, we're actually going to hurt you all. And that just shows how scared we are of getting angry.
20: We deal with all of that trauma and anger, and that—that's what it means to be. That's true masculinity. It's within us, that rage, that power, that energy. You can't—you can't put that in a box and tight and throw it away. And you can't put it deep. You can't hold things in because it's gonna—it's gonna eat you from inside.
15: Yeah, I was told all of my life to n- never be angry. I was, I was very angry uh, middle of my life as a teenager, and I caused a lot of distress and disturbance and violence so I was always told never to be angry and to techniques to make the anger go away and all of these things that that they told me. And the way again with compassion
21: and kind of love they're held you don't have to do anything here there's no compulsion just hold this place and gently giving them the space to express how they want to be around that can feel quite
16: scary yeah man, I let rip with that, screaming, picking it up. when my mum died, there's a lot of blame well, all the blame was pointed at me from my family, from her close friends. you know, it's my fault that she did what she did, and for a for a long time, I blamed myself as well. and I can honestly say that Bob showed me the light and said, "Look, Jack, this wasn't your fault. you know everyone has their own decisions. And that sort of that was a great weight off my shoulders. I didn't really sort of you know blame myself anymore
22: they're often really afraid to express their anger. The reason being is because they've already told themselves that anger gets them into a lot of trouble and creates a lot of shame inside of their systems. So a lot of our work is trying to unpick the connection between healthy anger and shame-induced or shame-infused anger. Letting go of that and just feeling
15: into it, it was truly freeing and I felt so in control of my anger in in a way that was healthy and real not not perceived not up here in my head and a part of what helped that was definitely the interaction from the other men doing it
19: but anger is a good thing it helps me hold my boundary and it's good to get to know it because if i don't know it and 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 let it increase and increase and increase suddenly it's going to flood me and i'm going to do something stupid So we really encourage young men to know their anger. So that I can understand, prior
23: to having this experience, I operated as a child. After I've had this experience, I operate as a man. Now at the beginning of that journey, I'm learning how to operate as a man, but I'm doing that in in community
18: with men who, who know a little bit about that. So I see what I'm about is being able to give back and support and enable someone else to make, maybe have an easier journey than I've, than I've had in my life.
3: And we enable them, through looking at their past, to start visioning and thinking about a future that looks very, very different.
24: A Band of Brothers and what we do is innovative in some terms, but we're pulling from the ancient and bringing into the present. In many ways, it's not innovative. We've
19: contemporized something that has worked for tens of thousands of years. When you have older men and younger men together sharing their truth, the connections could be very powerful. And that means from an older man that he's not the shiny finished product. He's struggling in his relationship. He may be struggling at work. He may be, may be struggling with some form of addiction. He's still a man. He's still facing what's difficult for him and sharing it. And this is an exquisite thing for a young man who are used to older people telling them what to do and pretending to be all sorted themselves. But actually the young men know for sure that that's bullshit. When they actually see see a congruence between what they see in a man, which is they can see the mess, and they hear the man talking about the mess, then suddenly there's a trust bond made between the young men and the older men.
25: So we have a saying in a band of brothers, hurt people, hurt people. And what we've seen and what we know and have come to see as truth is that a young man who feels good about himself, who fundamentally is connected to a sense of worth, a sense of belonging and a sense of purpose. He doesn't want to go out and get involved in crime. He's not going to rob your car or attempt to rob your house. He wants to go out and make something of his life. He wants to leave his mark on the world he wants to contribute Dare I say it he even wants to give something back So maybe the phrase should be "Healed people help people
2: people with themselves Just give away your toys before they melt into bullets
1: It's about feeling absolute grief with your brothers and being out on the street, feeling lost, looking for a dad.
2: Men of rock bottom Just tugging on the road Be a genuine care The wrist of pose, the wrist of pose. And we don't like being told Yeah, we'll go blow for blow Will I ever get old? Who cares? Bless my swine father's soul, bless my frightened mum, and curse the day I put my fingers on the triggers of have yoked.
25: From this place of being held and feeling safe, they can then take the steps they need to look inside, do the work that they need to do to become the men that they wish to become. Right.
24: We've talked a lot about the young men and their rite of passage, but for each of us, each of us older men, as we've done our work, we go through our own rites and our own passages. Uh, for me, there's something about moving into mature fatherhood, uh, being able to, to acknowledge and respect my father for some of the things he did and didn't do. Uh, it is hard, uh, and each man each older man who steps up will inevitably be challenged to do their own work. We,
3: as a, as a community of men, recognize that all of us are wounded. All of us have our own issues. All of us are struggling to answer the big questions of life, of who am I really? What should I do with my life? And is there really any meaning or purpose?
26: We few, we happy few, We band of brothers and sisters, we riskers of life and limb or at the very least of our pockets, our wallets or our popular social standing for all that we believe in. We stand together.
3: And we engage in those questions with the young men. We're not professionals that are uh, 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 working with an object called the client, trying to elicit change in it we're involved on a, on a journey together.
17: They say with age comes wisdom, is that old adage, and I think, well, that means, all it really means is that we've had more time to make more fuck-ups than some of the younger ones. That's it, really. <laughs> yeah, we've made more, and we're still making them.
7: So I showed up at the weekend thinking, right, I'm going to, I'm learning how to save these young men. I'm going to fix them. And I very quickly realised that, actually, this work was all going to be about me. How can I model to them how to be authentic?
17: We'll do our carpet work and we'll do our, you know, our meetings every week and it's always a constant challenge because it's always going to be a work in progress. You're never going to have it sorted.
7: I, I'm privileged in many ways and I'm protected by that privilege. And so for for a young man who's rock bottom, it's actually easier to crack them open than someone like me. I'm surrounded by all of these scripts and you know of an ego that has been you know very well designed.
17: You know we're going to add our brains if you like. a like the weather. Some days it's, it's sunny. Some days it's raining. You're going to get your rainy days um, and you're going to get your lightning as well. And it's and it's being able to admit that. So yeah, I'm having a shitty day.
7: This is why. Yes, it's amazing work that Band of Brothers do for young, vulnerable men, but it's just an amazing service to men.
23: And there's a lot of effort and energy that goes, that gets put in by staff, by by the men who are showing up to, to run initiation for me. And that was profoundly moving. And it's getting beyond that point. It's like, actually,
17: yeah, I do need help, but you know, uh, and there's no shame in it at all.
14: The fact that I see people who are 68 in the circle or 67 in the circle who have the same shit going on as I have, but they're still alive. And they've been through the same sort of shit that I have and they're still alive. It gave me hope.
24: I am not providing the environment. I am in the environment with you. I'm authentic, genuinely here, being me showing my vulnerability.
10: Someone felt brave enough, I
24: call it bravery, they, they felt brave enough
10: to bring a real honest thing to the table that I was like, in my head, <laughs> I was thinking, do you know what, i got the same problem.
21: I failed um, ultra magnificently. I've put myself up there, you know, and, and crushed fucking shitty fucking badly, you know, and that's painful, if you want the truth, that's painful and I'm 53, I don't have, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I can't fail, but I don't have the luxury of being able to fuck up in the way that I
9: fucked up before, again. Seeing other guys show their vulnerability, it makes it easier to express yourself, to express myself, yeah.
23: And I often find myself speaking of where I was when I came to a band of brothers which was, I was experiencing thoughts of suicide. I'd been rehearsing my own suicide for, for a number of weeks prior to doing my own initiation. And it was through doing my initiation that I, I let those thoughts go, that I was able to, to, to claim something different for myself.
18: Um, I went my bed from seven. I came here at 11, I was still wetting my bed at 15. You know, it's only in an adult, I knew that, well, that's trauma.
0: Before the weekend, my assumption is, is that everyone else is fine, every other man has got it sussed, and, and I'm damaged. And I carry around this feeling of damaged with, with a, like an axe. I realised that I hadn't grown up. After the weekend... I realise that um, that everyone's carrying that axe.
16: Uh, I remember, you know, I did my Beyond the Hero and my 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 mentor, um, who, who you know, um, and I was I was I was going through all my stuff. Can I? Uh, I was, I, was a, I felt a real shame about sticking my hand up to my alcohol addiction, and my mentor was had been a a street heroin addict.
21: In the band of brothers. Whatever you bring is welcome, and we are not going to judge you for the mistakes you've made. I certainly didn't consider myself suitable to be a mentor. I came because I needed to be mentored. I needed to be held by other men. I needed to do some grooving that I couldn't do alone. I do a lot of that on my own, a lot of internal work on my own and in community, but not under the auspices of men
26: in that moment that uh, that someone steps onto the carpet, they've chosen to, you know, they've chosen of their own free will. I'm gonna step into this place where I'm going to meet myself, uh, meet myself in a way that perhaps I haven't done for a while.
25: So what we know is that many of us carry messages and beliefs about ourselves that are limiting shaming messages that we may have picked up from carers teachers people in our lives older people when we were children that kind of get lodged in and really limit our potential of who we can really be and the various things that things that have been going on get
26: another perspective
18: but my mother was the tyrannical one my mother was the one who did all the beating and what have you and, um, and he had a phrase he used to say Mary leave the boy alone <laughs> you know which was you know I can give him some honour for but actually you know I did a piece of work recently and I thought no man you could have done more you could have actually stand in the way and stopped her from beating the shit out of me
26: sorrow that's not been addressed can, can come out
22: and be felt and held uh, letting our heart open is okay. you know, showing our vulnerability. I was in a circle recently, and someone I really respect uh, had a, a meltdown and was sobbing. but beautiful, be absolutely beautiful. you know Have I now got permission to do that more often than I do if I need to? Yes, and I will. It, it's just a way of being given permission to drop the mask.
17: And I, I trust that bloke. I know that he's got my back, because he's been through the same process. He's been through a quest be Beyond the Hero. It's a common... We share a commonality, um, a camaraderie. I, I didn't think I'd find that in this, this lifetime, to be honest. So, for me, it's a kind of real... That, that's what I get from a Band of Brothers.
26: Anger that, uh, that I haven't allowed myself to... Uh, to express, for fear of its power, you know, that it might be something bigger than me, you know, something bigger than I could cope with. Uh, And it probably is bigger than I can cope with, but it's not bigger than the circle can cope with. And so I'm able to, to bring it to the surface there.
25: So what we've learnt on this journey is that it's really important for men to be acknowledged, to be seen, to feel validated, for all that they bring and all that they are. I believe that there's been centuries of conditioning that have limited men really showing up in their full potential, really showing up in their true selves, if you like. You know, conditioning that men have to have stiff upper lips, that you shouldn't show emotion, that vulnerability is a sign of weakness. And what we're seeing now is a new narrative that's starting to emerge. People are starting to understand that that's bullshit. And we're actually, I'm proud that we're part of this new narrative of showing that men can be just as strong, just as powerful, just as impactful in the world when they bring all of that side to them as well.
15: Just feeling
20: overwhelmed with how supported and loved and nurtured I felt, you know. I just felt there was this incredibly supportive, pretty much banter-free male space. Uh, we
21: did a few processes and I realised that actually, although I was quite confident around men, I'd, I'd never felt safe with men. And I'd always been in competition with every man around c- protecting my woman from, you know, even my mates, because, you know, what I'm saying protecting myself, protecting my family. And I realised, one, I, I, I mistrusted men. And two, I actually was quite scared of being truly open with men.
16: My quest was a very profound experience, um, I can honestly say it was uh, one of the most profound experiences of my life that weekend. Um, I felt that I, I felt safe enough to um, go very deep and to share things that I'd never shared with anyone before um,
27: and that felt incredibly liberating for me.
19: Yeah. That's it.
11: So I did that weekend and I went ah, oh, actually, yeah, this is what I've always needed, is strong and powerful men who can hold me in my vulnerability, who can hold me in my rage. So I went absolutely ballistic. Well, I was so angry as a 36 year old man about how I'd been treated as a child.
21: I realised that all my life, I never knew what it's like to be centred until the
0: Band of Brothers I went on that weekend. The focus remains on whoever is brave enough to put themselves in that place, to look at some things in their life that need
28: changing, some things that may have happened years before. I've, I've watched young men who were sat curled up with their hoods up, really disconnected from the group around them, to within an hour sitting six inches taller and three inches wider and make an eye contact with everyone in the room and smiling and just because they they did a piece of work that went deep
21: For me what it meant is that I've, I was able to see it when it being re reenacted,
9: what you needed to do to start bringing about some healing to myself When you go on the quest it's more you're going to discover yourself, like what kind of person you are, They no one tells you what to do or who you are or who, what a good man is or whatever, right to to. you've got to
6: discover who you are and the best side to yourself. And then I said to myself, now it's time to move on with life, no one can tell me what to do, no one can tell me what not to do, I choose what I want to do. I choose the life I want to live. At the end of the carpet work, I was,
29: I was standing tall, I was standing proudly as a man, I was like, yeah. And I felt really good.
0: And then it doesn't need words, it's written all over people's faces, it's written in their body language when people are standing up, more, more standing up tall compared to the way they were that morning or the day before.
28: You know, you feel the brotherhood you feel a man within that brotherhood,
13: it's powerful. I didn't want to leave. I just genuinely didn't want to. Leave. It was something else in which, I, if, if it could be prescribed, it can. It can be prescribed. It's just a matter of that, that, that leap of faith. It's time to rise and shine, no walk a straight line. Get off the floor and open the door. Throw away those feelings before. You know what you gotta do, you gotta make it through. I know it hurts, it don't get worse, tomorrow will come and you'll see the sun. Whoa. And it just makes me feel just really lucky to have this. You know what you gotta do, you gotta make it through. I know it hurts, it don't get worse, tomorrow will come and you see the sun. Being entitled To to accessing a band of brothers, it being stoned for away. It's like a home away from home. I, go, I turn up and it's like I've never left. By the end of
3: it, the relationships of trust that have been created between the older men and the younger men are, are then solid. Because we've all been through that experience together. We've broken down barriers together. We've had the courageous conversations we might have laughed together, cried together, like shouted together, like being together in that process means that we, we break down those barriers and we create that relationship of trust that then means that we can do the work that needs to be done.
28: I want somewhere that's great for my son to grow up. I want my son to live in a, a beautiful place. I want my son to learn skills that can help him and help his children. Um, I'm scared that, you know, I maybe one day I'm not going to be around there to do these things for him. So I want him to have a community that are going to support him and help him. The fact that I'm married
23: to, to a, a same-sex my husband um, is very natural. In fact, I catch men saying now, oh, how's your partner? And they say, oh, no, it's your husband. How's your husband? And there's a real respect in that. And that's what I found from this community is that there's a respect for who you are, regardless of what that is. And one of the things that I got from doing my initiation and then being in circle was essentially an understanding of how irrelevant my sexuality was to being part of a community. It isn't something that that is an issue for other people. It's more of an issue for me.
30: Somebody of my age, you know, because I would say I'm 47 at the moment, I had a very rough childhood, but I think to myself that I I think to my, oh, you don't believe me, okay. So I'm 67, I've lied again. (laughs) So I think to myself, at this time in my life, it's great for me to do something that makes me feel youthful, that actually makes me and this is all voluntary okay and I I think to myself it makes me feel like like a human being so we're
25: elders in training really and uh, I say that because there's there's a lot of elders in our society but not a lot of elders we've lost that particular piece I believe in in western society and it's something that we we have an aspiration to bring back and um, yeah in our culture it's almost like the old age is, is, a, is, is lacking in usefulness. It's a burden in some way even. And that's such a loss. That's such a tragic loss. Because there's so much life experience and wisdom that could be passed on to younger generations if it's held in the right way and the right conditions are put in place.
30: And to find that the
21: Band of Brothers is, is offering me something for my old age that I could never have dreamed of. Because without it, and I don't want the telly and I don't want the pub and I don't want
29: the bus stop, what do I want? For someone to to see the positive in me is quite, I've never really experienced that before and I can feel it that I'm really loving it, really sucking it up. It's like, yeah, part of me really needs this. It's like a part of me that hasn't seen that kind of light is getting shone on and I'm really growing as a role. It's, it's like I'm drawing towards that positivity. I was told I had brought heartfelt intelligence to a piece of work I'd done. I was like, yeah, I did. And I could really own it then.
6: I told myself, let me give it a go and trust them and see what change is gonna make in my life. So we offered the young men something which they might, never,
10: might not have ever had before. It was actually a trusting, authentic relationship and once they've got there, they've got a community. And once they've got a community, they've got something to lose if they go into prison. They then
3: have a 12-week process of meeting with their mentor once a week. They attend weekly meetings in the community. Um, We support and coach them on achieving the goals that they've set for themselves in their life. Whether it's getting a job, whether it's improving the relationships that they have with key people in their lives. Um, Whether it's dealing with a habit or a a pattern of behaviour that they want to change.
11: You know, I decided to give up weed, I decided to give up tobacco because I was sick of it. It wasn't the Band of Brothers, but they helped me through it, through the struggle of addiction because I could just talk about it and not be scared of, oh damn, they're going to judge me because I'm feeling a craving.
6: The staff come up to me, is like, the speed you done there was good, man. So I'm looking forward to you one day if you become a staff, looking forward to spending more time with you. And after he said that, I feel really good and I feel happy about myself. But if you find
22: that, you know the, the men that have done the work, the men that are actually serving these young men who've done their own work, if they're listening from a place of absolute compassion and a sovereign place, and listening and blessing and acknowledging, modeling what it is to be authentic, then that gives that man that very first base, and the first base is being able to tell their story to somebody who they don't feel that is going to throw it back at them or is going to humiliate them in any kind of way. So that I think is really vitally important. And that is why we have to do our own work before we can even put ourselves in the position of being able to be a mentor.
21: If a young man, I guess, challenges me on, do I understand him? Do I have any idea what he's going through? Probably my honest answer is, no, I don't. Actually, I find it hard to imagine some of the hardness or the difficulties that you've gone through in your life. But I'm willing to hear about them.
6: But after Band of Brothers now, I I still feel shy, but not a lot, and I don't feel scared anymore talking to people, telling them what I want and what I want to do. There's people in the Band of Brothers that
9: you can reach out to and you can, yeah, they'll help you out and they'll be there for you. I remember coming out and just feeling like, you know, reborn again, rejuvenated,
16: reinvigorated. I was like, oh my God, this is all I needed, just, to, just, to, just to, a male in my life, just to speak and just to sort of, just to sit down with him and just, you know, have a, have a conversation. How are you? I'm good, how are you? How are you really?
12: I think that it was very valuable for young men um, on these training weekends to see me being very vulnerable. And the fact that I was still a police officer for for many trainings, Um, yeah, I only left 18 months ago.
8: Yeah, it was amazing to know that someone's actually on my side and to know that I can talk to someone without judging me and obviously I've had a mentor, uh, Nick, and he's done a fantastic job. He's See, seen me do carpet work just like the carpet works he's, he's
27: done, you know. So it was, um, I've bared my soul just as he's bared his soul, you know. And so, you, you, you know, when you show your vulnerability, you show, you cry, you laugh, you, you know, you get angry, you get sad. Um, I think that creates a bond between people. Um, and, and I think that's where the trust is built up,
9: yeah
3: and at the end of the 12 weeks we have a graduation ceremony for them, a
27: homecoming celebration where we invite the community to welcome them back as new men. Delighted to accept the invitation um, to go to a Band of Brothers homecoming, I think one of the first uh, in Crawley um, and it was a very moving uh, evening and, and really reinforced uh, for me um, the, uh, the the real sort of worth that a Band of Brothers has Uh, for young people in Crawley and many other parts of the country as well and that's why I wanted to raise uh, the profile of a Band of Brothers in Parliament uh, when I was uh, speaking. Mr Speaker, last week I was privileged to attend a Crawley Band of Brothers ceremony where men mentor former young offenders to help them turn their life around uh, can my right honourable friend uh, say uh, what further steps uh, his department can take to encourage such voluntary groups uh, to help the rehabilitation of offenders? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I share
12: my honourable friend's enthusiasm for what voluntary groups like Abanda Brothers can do, alongside the work of our public sector probation professionals, to reduce reoffending further, which is what our reforms
15: are all about.
22: Eight police officers in hospital after major disturbances at
15: Tottenham in North London.
20: This is real. Real kids are walking around and they're killing each other. Mm. And yes, I do believe that they're literally burning the village down because what else is there to do?
21: The black people on this land and the white people on this land, let's call it those two colours predominantly, but all colours on this land, getting in touch with our indigenosity and doing rites of passage, all those things will come to the surface because that's the truth of nature.
29: You have worked tirelessly to try and fix the problem. And yet, as we've seen, it's got worse. What do you think is the way forward?
21: You're quite right, it has got worse. And I think for all the the energy that's gone in over the years, nothing would seem to have changed. I've I've done time. I've done time Mm. for armed robbery. I put my hands up to that at the age of 18. You know, I'm now in my late 50s. And the fact of the matter is, despite what I've done in my early age, Mm. I've managed to turn my life around by supporting others
26: not to go down that line. Yeah, but the bottom line is you've got a, a, a lot of young people, young men predominantly, in this country right now, who think it's perfectly okay to wander around armed with knives and are using them? In the last eight months, we've got six young men
21: to give up their Rambo style knives. And you know what? They're unlikely to pick up those knives again. Unlike when the police stops and search you and they find a knife, um, they, they would take it away and uh, take it away from you. But the next day you're out, you're going to get that same knife, you'll get another knife because the fear factor is still
22: there. Brothers, come and join with us and let's have a conversation that's different to the narrative that you're hearing out there. Because in my opinion, men are good. I've not met one young man yet that I've thought, God, that guy's evil. And I've worked with some of the, on paper, some of the most dangerous, violent, screwed up young men in our communities. At the core of every single one of them, without a question, is a very wounded, hurt young person who just needed to be heard.
30: You know, you see half a dozen young guys walking on the street, you go, oh, wait a minute, you know, I'm talking personally. You know, I say, wait a minute, nice and easy. You know, and that's just the way it is. But with, uh, in the Band of Brothers, all this, all that bullshit disappears. And it becomes humanity between a young man and an old, an old, an older man, less of the old.
20: When I first started, I asked myself, I didn't understand why, to be honest with you. But the more I've been involved with Band of Brothers, I understand because they're good men. Good men that care about the community and care about the people, innit? Whatever color whatever race, whatever religion you are. And it was really, that's really been one of the most grateful things is to find men that care.
24: You matter to me and what you're going through and your story that's repeated all the time, it matters to me. And I want to do something, whatever I can, not to rescue you, but to help you be part of the change.
10: We do it differently. People come out and they'll be like, tourists and stuff, they'll be like, you're yeah, probably like the nicest door staff we've come across. Like, you're actually willing to have a genuine conversation with us. And not, f- not I don't f- you know, people saying, you know, I don't, I don't feel completely judged
24: by you. One of the things I think that perhaps is, has given me personally the most pleasure is to seeing young men who earlier on we worked with coming back in their adulthood to mentor the young men of the next generation. And if we're, not, if we're about anything, we have to be about sustaining this through the generations.
1: A lot of things have changed. And one of my friends has uh, just come through and had his quest. He's just completed it and gone home today. And I was able to model for him what it is like to progress and to let off a lot of your baggage. And me and him are going to spend a lot more time together, not under the influence.
9: (laughs) Like when I have a goal, I'll put in a lot more effort to achieve it than from before.
22: I could ring up any man and they would support me in that moment in time. And I would do the same.
9: I found my
20: true self who could stand on my own two feet and I can be my true self. Not only be my true self, be everything I was meant to be. This community is the most life-changing thing I've ever
13: endured and and even still, talking to my friends and family about it, there's not not much I really need to say about a band of brothers, they can just see it, they can feel it. You know what you gotta do, you gotta make it through. it don't get worse, tomorrow will come and you'll see this I haven't needed any drug to, to feel it I, I didn't need, I just needed honesty and sincerity and trust You were the only thing I had to get by the love I tried to move away But I was trapped by the love And you were the only thing
3: so in terms of measuring our success one of the, the key indicators is whether these young men go on to reoffend and what we've seen is a self-reported eighty percent drop in frequency of offending after a band of brothers program. We've seen young men go into sustainable employment
12: the thought of the the job i'm I've just taken up it's, it's really overwhelming for me it, it'll come very quick and I'm speechlessly overwhelmed. I'm so happy. We've seen
3: young men turn around relationships that they never thought they would be able to turn
12: around. For me personally, it's to be the best dad that I can to my daughter and uh, to provide and be there and uh, and be part of a community.
3: We've seen some remarkable achievements of men dealing with deeply ingrained patterns of
26: addiction and, and, and behaviour. OK, there's a what, great... stat. just that? That's, <laughs> yeah. <really That's, laughs> well, it goes higher sure. than that? Yeah, yeah. that's... Oh, that's I mean, just I mean, nothing, man. Th- no, that's, it's, it's not that much higher than
16: that. Yeah, man, I just froze on this little ledge. I remember like, clinging like a little spider monkey, like, holding on like this. And Luke, Luke was just coming over, going boom, 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 putting his arm down, me looking at him like, sort of reaching out for it and he was going oh, and pulling me up. I remember hugging him and be like, thank you mate, Save my life there.
24: I spent a lot of time over the years working with the community and voluntary sector. And a myth I think that's around is that men don't volunteer for things. Men don't step up uh, outside of football and boxing or boxing or the kind of the physical activities. Well, I think from what I've seen so far, a band of brothers is an example of something that really does slay that myth. We have had hundreds of men step up and give their time. It runs into tens, many tens of thousands of hours. Uh, We've got a waiting list of over a hundred men who want to come and do the training and get involved. There is something in this, there's something important in this and in creating men, uh, active, intelligent, engaged men in communities, the, the, the natural resource that we're creating or that those communities create can be pointed at any number of things, not just young men coming through.
3: I could not have imagined that we'd still be here in 10 years. That, that in itself is, is quite remarkable. The biggest thank you really goes to the men of this community and also the women who support them, the families that support them, to do this incredible work that we do.
29: So we've come along today, obviously, 10 year anniversary, which is quite amazing. And come along with the kids, it's lovely. I think it was just really friendly, everybody's
31: really friendly and kind. It's just nice to be able to really connect with them and meet their families as well.
3: We have now secured nearly a quarter of a million hours of volunteer time that has been put into the endeavour to make it what it is. So thank you, thank you.
31: What Band of Brothers does is gives these young men um, avenues to explore their emotions, how they're feeling about that, um it gives them the mentoring gives them the um the emotional support and the the resource to go out there and try to change their circumstances and um and being part of that community they've got the the masculine um bond that they might not have had before which can only be great for the women and the children in that family because it's all brought into the home so any small change that Band of Brothers can make for those young men will be a change they make for their partners and their children.
12: So the fact that, that uh, there's the mentors volunteering and, I, and I'm volunteering now as well, it's just oh, beautiful. It just shows that people really care. They're not after money to, for helping you. They're just there for you and to help you and nothing else.
28: They don't go on technology a lot. They're more like wilderness friendly every time he's at Banda Brothers he
29: comes back much happier, much easier to deal with. So it's, it's really good, it's really helped him I think.
31: So I'm moved by the openness of my partner, to really meet in his heart, to have deep conversations, to really connect with, with what his needs are or what's happening within the relationship, having challenging conversations which are heartfelt and connected emotionally. And I think that a lot of that is to do with the band of brothers. Alongside that, I then have the permission to do the same as a woman. So what makes me vibrant and potent and powerful as a woman, that's, that's what he expects of me, because he's doing the same. I came out of my first argument with, with Nigel feeling elated that there was a different way. <laughs> I went back to work. And I was like, oh my god, ladies, we had a row. It was amazing.
3: My, my second thank you really goes to, all of those courageous young men who were willing to take that step into the unknown, coming off, like, you know, like, coming off like, it, like a prison sentence or probation-like requirement or whatever it was, and were willing to take the risk, to take the risk when they met one of us
25: to hear the call and step into the unknown. I bless you for your courage in sharing your stories and your journey some of your pain, some of the difficulty, some of the challenge that you've experienced to people from probation, from the government, people that really need to hear about the possibility of what we do really impacting more and more men and young men. And you've been a beacon for young men. You've, you've been exemplars for other young men to say, "What well, this is what I could achieve.
29: Watching as the children were watching the men tell each other how much they respect each other loved each other, blessed each other, were grateful for their skills. So I think knowing that there's so few spaces where children can watch men be open about their feelings um, in a very safe space, um, that was really special.
14: I let my guard down, then you pulled her up. I was getting of is to being someone you love.
12: Just the power of the work we do Thank you. and how it really works on on a on a psychological level and a, and a, a, so many different levels. It's it's absolutely beautiful and oh, I couldn't be happier that I found it.
30: I've never in my life associated myself with such a mixed bunch of uh, middle-aged cases. Never from all walks of life. Uh, from Bob the Builder to hoity-toity, and I said, and you know what, they're okay. They're all all right because they've got golden hearts because they're doing this work. What we believe that we're proving
3: is that men are a huge untapped resource that can start to tackle some of society's most difficult problems.
4: It's one of the very few places in this country where you won't get judged. I don't get in trouble no more. I haven't been arrested since starting Band of Brothers.
11: I never thought I would get a girlfriend, and I've been with her for like eight months now. Got a job, got a career, got a car,
16: got an agent. Things are good, man. Things are the best they've ever been.
5: I wish I'd, I'd known about Vandembrouw was a long time before, because I think I would have saved myself at least six, seven years in prison. Yeah, I feel accepted.
10: The uh, thought of suicide and that kind of thing vanished like it never existed
8: hopefully my life in the future is the same as what it is now so yeah i mean i don't i don't want a rich life i just want a happy one to be honest so
12: band of brothers has saved my life and it's been a truthfully saved my life and it's continuing to save lives around me and to be a part of that I could cry. I could, I could cry now. I, it's just so amazing to be a part of. It's like I've just left like a, a part, like a really
13: amazing part of me there and it's waiting for me at the door and I I just like walk in, and I just like slip it on and I'm like Aah. and it's there. it's always there for me.
14: your soul. But now i'm I've reached quite a contentness. Of it. And it's like, yeah, I'm sad that my mum died, but I'm not angry anymore. It works. It definitely works.
13: You know what you gotta do, you gotta make it through. I not get tomorrow. If you're
0: interested in joining a band of brothers as a mentor or as a young man and go through our rites of passage, then go to the website uk, sign up, read all about it. You can even write a song about it if you like. I'll see you next week. My uh, dog is whining in the background, wants her lunch, and I do too. So go easy on yourselves out there, and I'll see you next week.